This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join is their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, U.S.U., former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Krafchick, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dateable Podcast, where we dig into the whys of people's behavior when it comes to modern dating, modern romance, modern relationships, and modern (laughs) bullshit. Which is perfectly (laughs) in line with the theme of this episode again is, you know, you probably heard last week's episode with UA on don't take bullshit from fuckers. And then this week is my episode on there. So it definitely fits in with this theme of bullshit. That's for damn sure. And if you haven't listened to their podcast yet, it's hosted by two comedians, Greg Barrent and Kane Holloway, who have a generation in between them so they can share (laughs) their different opinions and perspectives. But they also just offer so much humor. And this episode, they interviewed Julie. And of course, anytime you interview Julie, you have to talk about dick pics. I don't know why. I kind of feel like that's you more, but I think the best is the best is that UA warned them that of the two of us, she's the raunchier one. Yet somehow this episode ended up being like way raunchier. Maybe I like felt like I needed to like step it up a notch or something. <laughs> it was a challenge. I think it's funny that you like said that to them though. <laughs> Well, because I, I mean, I got I got a little dirty on their episode. And I was like, just so you guys know, Julie's not as dirty as I am. Okay, so don't worry <laughs> about it. Because I felt like they were blushing at one point. <laughs> like, it's okay. guys. Well, you were talking about Rockman's episode with pegging a bit. So I feel like yours went there. But mine turned into a convo on dick pics. And one of the things we talked about was I shared a story of a friend of mine, a friend. No, I'm just kidding. It really was a friend. It wasn't me. 
but <laughs> that got a dick pic on Thanksgiving. You'll hear the whole story, but there's a ruler involved. So of course, UA put up a poll because one of the clips they gave us was about that. And I love that you put up a poll on Instagram about who has received a dick pic with a ruler. And I want to say that I feel like there was a disproportional yeses of members of our gay community. Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't even look yes, into that. 100% like of the people that said yes, there was a much bigger majority of gay listeners, which I mean, I guess isn't huh. totally surprising. Huh. Well, it's definitely uh, that's very straightforward, right? Yeah. The size matters. And here it is. I'm going to show you. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, good times. I'm glad that I could um, uphold that for you on this one. (laughs) It was such a funny conversation because the way they format their podcast, it's segmented and each segment is about something topical. So as a guest, you don't really know what they're going to bring up and you'll just have to Mm -hmm. just react to it. So whenever they brought up something, what was it they were talking about? No, you brought up dick pics, Julie. Did right? I? Yes. I don't remember how you... it even came up, but I guess you'll all hear on the episode as we hear it. I think Julie <laughs> brought up the topic and they just rolled with it. But also, <laughs> I just want to bring it back to something old school. Do you remember when we did a little short called The Decorator? Okay. Oh, yes. Seeing the decorator, it it goes hand in hand with these dick pics because we are always wondering, like, if you're sending a dick pic, at least make it interesting. Next to a ruler does not make it interesting. In front of the piece of bread you're eating does not make it interesting. In your bathroom mirror does not make it interesting. What if you could dress it up with like a hat and sunglasses (laughs) and give it different occupations? It could be a doctor, a lawyer, it could be a janitor. (laughs) Your imagination can take your dick pics to a whole other level so with the decorator app that we created <laughs> quote unquote it's not real sorry not to real. burst everyone's bubble us. <laughs> the idea is you can dress up your dick pics and we made an entire short i'm calling it a short film so we make it sound oh, more artistic we totally need to like enter it into a film festival it's definitely film festival worthy also i want to just point out so we did cast it with a bunch of people that have been on the podcast yes. before <laughs> yes. and one of our friends Kiana, long-term one of UA and I's close friends that have been a lot. She's been a guest multiple times on the podcast. She's gone by fake names on some, real names on some. And she has been in acting school. And this was one of her debuts. (laughs) And her mom saw this video and started taking her seriously as an actor because of this video. You didn't know that, UA? She's going to be her manager now, all because of the dick decorator. I did not know this story. You're telling me we we launched Kiana's career? Yeah, we did. You and I are changing lives, not just for dating. I mean, I'm, a sh- I'm assuming all the other people that were in the video also had major life moments because of it. Clearly. Clearly. I gotta <laughs> hand it to Kiana. She did such an amazing job. She's like the infomercial host of this decorator product. She was so serious <laughs> the entire time. She like kept her cool. Meanwhile, we're all giggling like little schoolgirls in the background oh and I don't God. know how she kept her cool the entire time that was such a fun shoot that was it was a very long shoot I think I was unaware of how long those were and I was like damn because my house was the set also yes and we had five girls on Julie's bed at one time <laughs> Oh boy, did I miss these convos. I just got back from Vermont from a very PG time with my brother, sister-in-law, and new niece that I just met for the first time. Yay! So that was very nice, but we were not talking about dick pics, so it's nice to be back with you, UA, chatting you miss, away. You miss these convos, <laughs> I missed you? it. You know, like, sometimes you just, like, turn it on and off depending on who you're with, and sometimes <sighs> I'm like, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is my personality more on this way than this way? And I don't think it's necessarily one or the other. It's just different people bring things out in me, you know, mm. like depending on who you're with. It's like all rooted in your personality. Like I can turn on sweet side. I can turn on a little raunchy side, you know, like it depends on the situation a bit. You're a chameleon. 
I just can't turn it off. <laughs> You're like, even if I was with my, my six-month niece, I'd be talking about dick pics. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like at, at church, just dick pics, you know, <laughs> just like free the Who dick. wants to get on that decorator app? <laughs> nothing wrong with that. My my mind is always in the gutter. There's nothing wrong with that. But okay. okay, well, then we can talk about, first of all, your pics looked amazing. You had a great birthday. Yes. Okay, good. It was a really nice birthday. I'm now officially so much wiser. So I'm much wiser. 38 years old, officially in my late 30s. We're going there. Yep. Welcome. Right. Is it like the 30s? You're like prime. Isn't that what it is? Like late 30s? That's what they said when we, when we were 25, just to give you something <laughs> to look forward to. But now they're going to say 40 is the new 20. So then that gives you something to look forward to. And once you turn 40 and I'll be in my 40s already, they'll be like 50 is the new 15. I know. I feel like that is the truth because I remember I heard someone tell you about like how like the 40s were your like sexual prime and I was like wait I thought the 30s were your sexual prime I guess for women it just keeps going like women are just on the upward trajectory and men are on the downward if you're in a hetero relationship how does that work out okay men what is your what is your contribution to society now (laughs) let's talk about that you're becoming obsolete okay you You always said it not me (laughs) you don't need to uh, we're constantly leveling up ourselves like what is your contribution now an equal partner an equal partner well they can't (laughs) because men can't have children and it you know it will never be equal biologically it'll never be that's true so this is a conversation we'll be having hopefully in season 13 because it's you know people are questioning this right what is equal Mm -hmm. partnership really mean and is that something we should be striving for but i'm always just staring at my partner thinking what is your role here Companionship, yes. Companionship. I don't know. I would so much rather be the way it is now than back in the day when you were like reliant on someone for like financial means. Like I would much rather have a partner that is just a like a friend at the core of it, like a friend that you're romantically attracted to. That's like your go-to person. Like I would so much rather that than like a provider and all that shit. Uh, Technically a friends with benefits. That's what that would be. A committed friends with benefits. (laughs) (laughs) You can only be friends with benefits with each other. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's why like the word, I don't know, friends with benefits is a weird term to me. Because usually the people that you're friends with benefits with, you're not really friends with. Right. Like, I feel like when I've had friends with benefits, they're like people that like, I like tried dating, it just wasn't there. So we just kept continuing. But I've, I mean, I had one friend, like, it was a friend first that came went into more. But I don't feel like that's like always the definition of who becomes your friends with benefits. Also, don't you think it undermines your actual friends? Are they then your platonic friends are friends without benefits? Are there no benefits to any of your girlfriends now? Thanks. I feel like it needs a new term. I don't like friends with benefits. Friends. Like it's a fuck buddy. That's what it fuck is. Fuck buddy. Just call it what it is. Yeah. So there are definitely other benefits to friendships. Unless you were truly friends before, that's the only way it could be like a friends with benefits. But then you won't be friends anymore. I don't know. That's just... <laughs> Former That's friends. gonna kill your friendship, basically. Yeah, friendship there. killer. There we go. That's a new friendship. Term. We're in a friendship killer relationship. <laughs> that sounds lovely when you're in it. We murdered our friendship for this. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Better be worth it. Better be worth it. Should we go back to talking about dick pics? Because I feel like it's related to our question, and we might as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. Get you raise like any it. opportunity to get in there. Steering it back, guys. Steering it back to dicks. Speaking of friends with benefits. <laughs> And to dicks. <laughs> I just want to say dicks. Dicks. Can you only say it that way from now on? How's your dick? It sounds like you're saying like deck. Like deck. Yeah, like, like patio. Yeah. Deck. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's saying it that way now, too. You can't get out of your head. If it doesn't turn you on to hear it that way, I don't know what does. Let me see your dad. Oh, baby, I like your dad. <laughs> Is that your dirty talk? <laughs> That's you in bedroom talk. She's My boyfriend's like, this is why we don't do dirty talk. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was a fantasy that I thought would be good. And then you did it in reality and I'm done. Yeah. He's always like, you like that? And I'm like, yeah, I love your dick. And he's like, get off. <laughs> get off now. This is over. It's like, shh, 
Let's play a new role playing. Silent. Silence. <laughs> Inside voice. Inside voice. Let's do let's do dirty talk, but you actually don't verbally You don't talk. talk. You, you just don't, don't talk. talk. It's a silent it's a silent game. Like who could be the most silent? It's really hot. More be silent. Super silent. The, the more silent the, the more dirtier s- it is. I am sweating. So so hard. Now. I'm so hot. Okay, I just, am relieved. I am a little relieved to be back on the West Coast. I'm not gonna lie. It's hot That's, as fuck. In the, is it in really? The summer. Oh, I didn't yeah. Know like the humid summer, too. Yeah. This is just too hot to handle. Thank God I wasn't having this convo back when I was on the East Coast. <laughs> or you might have been. <laughs> or really when my brother and sister-in-law were in the other room. Although my sister-in-law's totally listening. She probably right now, joined. So. Yeah. She'd be like, Let's, I want to talk about Jack. <laughs> Did we get to our question that way? <laughs> This is the longest intro to a question ever. (laughs) This is. It is. Okay, give it to us. What is it? Our sex question from a few weeks ago was so popular. The one was, (laughs) is sex better with socks on? That we decided to bring back another commonly Googled sex question. Because when we are a sex podcast, quote unquote, we like to pretend we know all the sexual answers. So the question that is second most Google about sex is, does size really matter? When it comes to dance. Yue's been dying to do this question. <laughs> I love this question so much. I love this question so much. Okay, so what do you think? I love this question so much because how can people know the answer? Vaginas are yeah. different. Dicks are, dicks are so different. <laughs> you would have to crowdsource this information. Yes, size matters when it comes to the media. Every show, every movie will tell you size matters. But does it actually matter? I've seen a really big deck in my life and I did not want it in my vagina because I'm like that thing is going to rip me apart. So can we talk about for a second, this is a little bit of a tangent, but can we talk about Sex Life, that TV show oh, on Netflix? Oh my god. <laughs> that is the biggest this deck might, I've might ever be seen. a spoiler alert for anyone here, but this, you probably have seen the series already. It's a few weeks old at this point. It's shot to number one on Netflix. Unless no you share plot. an account with your parents. <laughs> Please don't watch it. Zero plot line. Or Zero. enough plot that might have been able to like cover three episodes not like 10 but in episode three there is the most massive dick ever and i told ua about it and you just i remember you were like giving me live text updates when you were watching it and you were like you didn't even do this justice it is freaking massive i saw that thing i don't think it's real there's no way that's real like it went down it went down to his fucking knees like there's no way yes and also, I'm like, okay, to bring it back to the question, I feel like that would hurt. Like, that wouldn't even be enjoyable. But that being said, to your point, everybody is different. So maybe there is someone that really likes that. I think it's all about finding the right fit. And I also think, too, it depends on position. Different positions feel different, too. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone that you're with and things aren't clicking for whatever reason, it might not be a lost cause. It might just be that you need to find the positions that work for your bodies mm, yep and i too for me personally girth is a little bit more important than length mm. because i i enjoy more clitoral stimulus versus uh g-spot stimulation mm. so it, the the entry of a penis is very important and it the girth does matter but i've also heard from girlfriends and also ricky lake <laughs> It's not the size of the ocean. It's the motion of the ocean. You got to know how to work your dick. There's so many factors. She just wanted to say it again. I just want to say dick. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, it's one of those things that it feels like there should be like a very cut and dry answer to this question, but there just isn't. There isn't one. It's so hard. So I feel like, and I think that's what makes sex advice really difficult too i know we like to pretend like we have all the answers but we don't and i think part of it is that everybody is so different yes. like you can do one thing to one person and you get a great reaction and the same exact thing to someone else and it doesn't do anything and it's not like you're bad or good or like you know whatever it is it's just that you're the chemistry or the connection or whatever that you're with this person 
is different. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it hard because there's not like one formula that you follow. There isn't. There isn't a, a magical measurement of the magic penis that works for every woman or every man. This question does show is you should be asking your partner, how does this feel? Is this giving mm-hmm. you pleasure? Should I do this again next time? For me, speed is also important. If you vary up your speed, sometimes fast, Mm -hmm. sometimes just a little bit slow and sensual, that Mm -hmm. is nice. And I will give you that feedback. But you should be asking your partner, does this feel good? Just because maybe you have a big deck doesn't mean you know how to use it, right? I feel like sometimes people that do don't know how to use it because they just think that they don't have to like do anything. They're just like, here it is. It's like, you know, I also think sex doesn't have to be so serious either like I just like like laughing even during sex like it doesn't need to be I don't know like when you see in sex life for instance like the scenes see like they're kind of hot to watch but they're very they kind of feel a little unattainable I think like there is just not how sex operates so unattainable they had sex on a subway track how does that work? And also, I just kept thinking, like, are you going to pee after? I think peeing after sex is so important. So you can get UTIs. Where does she go pee? What's happening? Also, like, sometimes these, like, really intricate things like that, like, they sound like a good idea in theory. And yeah. then they just, like, don't work. Like, you would have to get, like, the right angle 100%. Like, how would you do that, like, standing up? I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it would be that natural. Uh, we should do a whole episode on this show because I also thought that there was a little too much fingering going on. I just like every I scene know. he was fingering Why? her. <laughs> but also like, I don't know, like it's not, I feel like that's something you did in like eighth grade. Like I'm not like opposed to it now, but I'm not like, oh my God, that's the main attraction. Like why was that such a focal point? In the beginning, it was like, oh, he's trying to warm her up. They go back to her place and then he starts fingering her. I'm like, that's great. And then I was like fingering at the restaurant and then fingering at the bar and then fingering at the soccer game. And, like fingering, I don't even know. Every scene had a fingering something that happened beforehand and I just kept thinking like enough of the fingering you also gotta like wash your fucking hands I guess though it's easier like their whole thing was that they did things in like environments that weren't typical so it's right. probably easier than just like whipping it out there right right well when you have a dick that big it's a little harder you to can't whip it out no. I don't know when I googled sex life uh, articles were like was that real that's what like all of them came up as I'm still unsure i just don't that thing was massive i've never even seen something in movies or tv like that before massive and it was it was flaccid that's the thing it wasn't even erect oh my god i can't imagine how big that thing would be erect i think bigger is always better is a myth i think that is definitely a myth. true Yes, that's the point we're trying to bring home here. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> all I that. think like again, like it all, like it's like if you are super well endowed, doesn't mean that like you're screwed either. Like you can find someone that the fit is great with. But I think just because it is, like it doesn't mean that you're just gonna be like a stud in bed all the time. Yeah, and you still gotta try. I still remember this guy I dated in New York. We- our foreplay was so hot and a huge dick and whenever we try to have sex it was the most boring awful sex ever he just like flopped around couldn't even get hard yeah because you didn't have to try it's like really hot people that aren't funny or have no personality it's the same difference and i was like you don't have to develop it no you can't get away with the shit take your dick elsewhere or it can hurt it can hurt also if it's too big i think oh yeah oh yeah that's not fun so Anyways, don't be discouraged (laughs) either direction. Your perfect fit is out there. (laughs) I got to keep it hopeful. (laughs) I feel like that should be like, like an inspirational quote. Your perfect fit is out there. Oh, I like that. Yeah, your perfect fit is out. Your perfect hole is out there. <laughs> I feel like that just made it raunchy. No, okay, all right, sorry. Bring it back, bring it back. What are we talking about? <laughs> you know, we are heading into this episode, so we're going to stop rambling about dick pics because we talk about them more and dicks in general. Any announcements that we have this week? I think for me, what's top of mind is, you know, the huge. Join Love in the Time of Corona by the Dateable Podcast, our very poppin' Facebook group. We still need to come up with a new name soon, Mm because I think any COVID reminder may not be the way to go in the future. So we will be doing a poll one day to say, 
what name would you like to rename this group? Oh, yeah. But a lot of meetups are happening from the group. A lot of people are meeting in real life. Um, there's a couple that are happening in the Philly area, mm-hmm. D.C. area I've heard of. Mm-hmm. So we are still a couple months or getting closer to the San Francisco meetup. We got some people flying in from all over the country. Yeah. Um, I don't think Canada yet because of borders, but I... the U.S. in general. Yep. And they want to just go to the birthplace of where Dateable started. <laughs> I think we should give them a little tour guide when they come. Golden Gate Bridge, maybe that bar where we first, you know, decided to do Dateable. We Which could, bar like, was it? That. I don't remember. You don't remember? No. Oh my God, you a. It was well. It's at. It's a different place now. It doesn't exist anymore, which is sad. It was called Otomista on Union Street. I really and is don't now remember. a restaurant. Well, we were a few drinks in, but I remember because I have a memory of golds for you. So <laughs> we could um bring people by UA's old apartment. <laughs> Our recording studio. (laughs) We still have a friend, Courtney Kay, that lives there. So she could let us in and we could all go to apartment 1207 and just stand there. That would be creepy. That'd be really creepy. But I know nobody (laughs) lives there, so we can just break in. I still have keys. So we're good. We can definitely get in. If our listeners have any requests from the previous episodes you've listened to where we mention a landmark in San Francisco, let us know. And then we'll put it on our tour list. We totally should make like a Airbnb tour guide. You know, like you could do like Airbnb experiences. Oh my gosh, the dateable experience. That's great. That's a good idea. (laughs) Put it on the list. Okay, let's get into some sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We at Dateable are huge fans of therapy and BetterHelp can match you with your own licensed therapist and connect you in a safe and private online environment. Me, for example, I was able to start communicating with my therapist in less than 48 hours. It was so quick. Now, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Their licensed professionals specialize in everything from dating trauma, stress, anxiety, trauma with a big T, uh, depression, grief, you name it, they have someone who's an expert in that. We at Dateable wish for all of you to live a happy, healthy life. And that's why as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dateable. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp spelled H-E-L-P dot D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. We know that when it comes to beauty products, there are so many options, but we're going to make the choice really simple for you. Thrive Cosmetics is a line of high-performance, award-winning products that are made with clean, high-performance, skin-loving ingredients. All of their products are formulated without parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I am completely obsessed with the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I used to have lash extensions, as some of you remember, and gave that up during quarantine, but now I don't even need them because this mascara is like magic. It's completely flake-free, smudge-free, and clump-free and makes my lashes look so long. And I have oily eyes, so this is the first mascara I've found that doesn't smudge. Also, as part of their Bigger Than Beauty mission, for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics will support nonprofit partners with a donation of funds or products. I am truly inspired by how this is a beauty brand that goes beyond being skin deep. We know you'll fall in love with them too, so that's why we're giving you a special offer. Just go to thrivecosmetics.com slash dateable for 15% off your first purchase. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 15% off. Thrivecosmetics.com slash dateable. Okay, so shall we get into Dick's picks and all the good stuff with Kane and Greg? Dex. You're listening to Don't Take Bullshit from Fuckers with your hosts Greg Barrett and Kane Holloway. Um, so is that how you, are you going to start the show off with an um? 
Let me try again then. Can I try no, no, again? No, no, no. Oh, let me try again. No, 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 no. Take I'm gonna two. Go your, I'm going to go with your instincts. <laughs> Asshole. I'm going to go Damn with your broadcasting, with your broadcasting instincts. Um, um, welcome. <laughs> Don't take bullshit from uh, fuckers. This is uh, my last episode. How about that? No. Uh, <laughs> We uh, we have a guest today on, in the studio. I'm Kane Holloway. That's it's Gregor's. We got producer Pat and Caesar Salad the dog chilling right now. And then we have from the Dateable podcast, Julie Kraftchik. Is that am I pronouncing that right? You are. You got it a hundred percent right. I'm so glad to be here with you both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on. And do you watch The Bachelorette at all? You know, I am not. I, I think I'm like maybe one of the lone women out there that does not watch The Bachelorette. Oh. We had actually one of the guys from The Bachelorette on our podcast, Venmo John. Have you heard of him at all? No. So no. he was from like a few seasons back. He was also in Bachelor in Paradise. And uh-huh. he used to work at Venmo, which was his nickname on the show. <laughs> oh, we love, first off, we love Venmo. <laughs> exactly exactly so he was apparently the most eligible male on the bachelorette ever just because of like his life outside of the bachelorette that was a fun fact i learned when we talked wow. to him <laughs> but we had all these people all of our listeners we kind of like shared that we were going to have him and everyone thought it was a huge deal so we had a few people come to our studio to meet him and they were all going like wild and i'm like i have no idea who this guy is <laughs> No idea. <laughs> neither, neither of my daughters or my wife, they wouldn't be caught dead watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Do you both watch it? Yeah. Kane and I both watch it, yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kane and I both watch it. Kane got me started on it. I did. What's yeah, even I, going on right now? Like, I have no clue. I'm so out of it with this show. They have new hosts, and they have a new girl, and she's, okay. this has been two, already, what, two episodes? And she's sex positive. She's so much more interesting than The Bachelor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah she's absolutely. fun to watch. She's fun to watch. She's good TV. Nice. She's, she's cried most of last episode. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and then she, ma- she made her date cry. And I was working out while watching it. And uh, all of a sudden, a big mud wrestling fight broke out uh, as, as a group date. And I don't understand why so many, ev- almost every season, they pit the men and women against each other in some sort of battle royale. And then every time it's like, oh shit, they have like this clip where they're like, did they just get hurt? Oh no. And like, there's like this big to do about it. And then later on, it's absolutely meaningless. A lot like the show in general. <laughs> but the men, the men have to wrestle shirtless. With cowboy wow. hats on. They're always reduced to just short pants. And <laughs> uh, it shows you exactly, like not one of those guys is afraid to take their shirt off. Mm-mm. There's a large swath of the male population that's not being honored in this show. There's never like a there's never a fat guy that's like I'll just keep my shirt on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when you know you're in a happy, healthy relationship when there's crying and mud wrestling. That's the only two things you need. You're that's all true. good. That's so true. They, they need that on the Great British Bake Off, and then uh, I'll be set. That's that's my second favorite reality show. <laughs> You do Dateable. We had on UA Shu. Um, mm-hmm. I think her episode came out last week, and uh, she was a blast. That was a lot of fun. And your guys' show, uh, you guys have a great dynamic. It's really an interesting listen. Thank you. Always like to hear that, so really appreciate it. <laughs> when did you guys, I don't know if we asked her this beforehand, but like, when did you guys get started? You know, it start. It started like all good things start. We were just like at a bar and we're like, let's do a dating podcast. We, this was in 2016. Mm-hmm. We had no idea really what podcasts even were. We're just like, let's record with our friends. I think we were both kind of like in interesting personal situations. Like she was brand new to San Francisco where we were both based. She's now in L.A., where mm-hmm. you are, Kane. And um, she was new to the city, was just utterly confused by what was going on here. And I had been here for like 10 years and I was like in and out of a serious relationship. So I think when we both met, we just were like, okay, we need to figure out what the hell is going on with modern dating. And that kind of just spiraled it all. That's great. I And I also love how you brought up that you had a bachelor. This could not have worked out better. You had a bachelor <laughs> contestant and his name was Venmo. What was it? Venmo what? Venmo John. Yeah. Venmo John. Greg, should we call you Venmo Greg? <laughs> I mean, you can. That's my social media platform of choice. 
I will only friend you on Venmo. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to one of your episodes where you were going off about Venmo. That is like the unseen social media network to yeah. really get like that clout. I love it. I was on Waze for a while <laughs> and I just wasn't getting the traction I wanted. I really like Waze. It's a great app. You can say hi to other people that are driving at the same time you are. Mm-hmm. How many friends do you have on Venmo, Greg? Oh, hundreds. Do you? I'm going to check how many I have because I feel like I don't I know should. that it's I don't know that it's hundreds. But I, I just know. learned this the other day. I had no idea that I had any friends on Venmo, and I think it well, like automatically connects to your like contact list or something. Yeah, it does. I have 107 friends on Venmo. I pay like three people at a time. <laughs> Why do I have 107 friends? I have like five something, which I have no idea where they came from. 487, so almost at 500. You have five, you almost have 500? <laughs> what the shit? That's incredible. Great, how many do you have? <laughs> Pat, do you know how many you have on Venmo? I do. I, two. I keep it tight. <laughs> keep it Is tight. it Greg and Kane? Let's <laughs> It is us, isn't it? It is us. It actually, it's not Greg. Greg's not the other one. Oh my God. Have you heard of the Venmo scams that people do? Have you heard about this? That like someone will offer to take a photo of you? So next time like you get an overzealous like person that wants to take a photo, be wary because what they'll do is they'll take a picture and they'll Venmo themselves like $10,000 from your account. There's like a thing. Whoa, what? Really? Wait, like, what is how, that? How would you even do that? That's like mind boggling, right? Yes. Yeah, so they'll they'll pretend to take a photo. And while they're doing the photo, they'll actually be on your Venmo, Venmoing themselves money off your account. Wow. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> we got a question in at dtbffpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send in your questions to a DTBFF podcast on Instagram. And we got one in from Anonymous. She's always writing in Anonymous. That, uh-huh. son of, that son of a gun. She goes, I feel like I'm emotionally cheating. Please keep me anonymous. Mm-hmm. Also, could Pat read this one in his voice? It's the best. Oh, I guess they want you to read this, Pat. First, I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I love hearing you guys riff about serious shit. You really make it feel like tackling heavy bullshit can be manageable. With that said, help. I've been married three years, and I love my man very much, and we have a great relationship. We still laugh and have fun and have sex. Not as much as we used to. We recently went three weeks not having sex, which is weird for us because usually we have sex a couple times a week. I noticed that my urge to not have sex with my husband came after I went back to work and started having a work flirtation with a coworker. He's really handsome, funny, and we like a lot of the same things. We started taking breaks together, getting lunch together, and we are really touchy to the point where we started hugging when we see each other and I get really excited to go to work, completely forgetting COVID rules altogether because it feels good to be touched by him. I still love my husband. He's still really attentive and I am attracted to him. And I don't think I would ever cheat on him, but this coworker issue feels like a problem. What do I do? Keep up the good work. Love the podcast. I've been in the cult from the beginning. Love Anonymous. It almost seems like it is cheating. Yeah, kind of, right? I mean, a little bit. Yeah. It's headed there. There's a lot of intimacy in that. Yeah, there's a lot of intimacy. The emotional cheating is almost worse in my opinion. Is it? Yeah, I think because I, I feel like when feelings are involved, I think that's what would upset me more than just physical. Yeah, like yes. they're, they're excited to see him. The I'm, I want to go to work. I'm excited to be away from my house mm-hmm. because it's too, it's, it's so, I'm used to it. It's familiar. So I'm going to go somewhere where it's like new and exciting. She needs to bring the excitement back into her marriage. That's my opinion. Like, yeah. It sounds like the way she described her husband to the way she described this work guy was like drastically different in terms of excitement, Mm -hmm. which if I was her husband, I probably wouldn't be thrilled about. So I feel like, I don't know, I think, I mean, three years, like it sounds like they're in a little bit of a drought with sex and stuff. So maybe they just need to like step it up a notch. I know a lot of couples have been dealing with this with COVID. Sometimes you're just, you know, in pajamas all the time and it's not like the most sexy vibes going down. So maybe Mm -hmm. they just need to get out of the rut a little and see if they can bring the magic back i think maybe go on a vacation mm-hmm. like just like step away from work like plan a vacation with your husband see if your husband's like excited to go out with you and just be the two of you together find that spark again get away from the guy get away from work get away from the whole thing like the sex isn't dying in their relationship completely it's still there it's just that she's kind of attracted to that other guy 
Yeah, yeah it, it depends on how attracted she is to that guy. She should probably quit. <laughs> she should probably <laughs> quit her job. job. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Always be blocking is across the board. Quit your yeah. job. Quit your job. Stop talking yeah. to that guy. I think she should. I think she should cool it with the guy at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think she should be the bigger man and go. Look, I'm, I'm married. We got to stop with all the touching and the breaking of the COVID rules and all that, and just be smarter about it. Yeah. Right. Like, where does she work? I feel like touching isn't a necessity at work ever. No, 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 absolutely not. Although I did go to a restaurant the other week and my one of my friends I was with that was there walked into the bathroom and there were two waitresses just like going at it in the bathroom stall. So, you know, sometimes there's some pent up energy at work, I guess. (laughs) What if that's anonymous and we were too late to answer this email? Yeah, that's her. Wow. Shit. Shit. <laughs> She's like, things are already bad with my husband. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's bold to do that at the restaurant when you're a waitress. Isn't when you're it? a couple of waitresses. And yeah. there were stalls. I was like, why didn't they just go in the stall? Like, why were they like in the open bathroom? Like it could have been so much easier. They wanted to get caught. Probably. They're being unclean, right, Greg? Unclean. Unclean. A lot so- of COVID pent up energy going on right now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, everything we said was good. I think try out those things. Tell that guy to stop it. Bring a spray bottle to work. And when he comes up for a hug, you right in the face, right in the eyes, aim for the eyes. Sounds like the best technique. Yeah, but really kind of cool it. Try and be the bigger yeah. person. Absolutely. Hey everyone, are you sick of taking bullshit from fuckers and want direct help from Kane or myself? We hold a bi-monthly workshop on Zoom for people who not only want to stop taking bullshit from fuckers, but want to recognize fuckers before they even smell the bullshit. We've helped many people from our workshops. Previous attendees have said, I'm so happy this event was an honest and genuine event led by amazing people. Kane and I would be the amazing people in that sentence. I got so much more out of this than I ever could have imagined. So go to don't take bullshit from fuckers.bigcartel.com to secure your seat and stop taking bullshit from fuckers. You can also find this link in the show's description. Julie, you have the option of picking. We have three different versions of the theme song. We have the original version the kid show version and we have the death metal version uh two of them made by pat i don't even know this these are so many good options i'm gonna go death metal version What do you think of that, Julie? I loved every second of it. <laughs> now I want to hear all three versions. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love we have options. Um, we have some sent in to us from Smokey Creepin'. He sent one in that says, I've been driving a Subaru for almost a month now. Is someone supposed to send me my coexist bumper sticker or does it just grow on there? 
I don't get it. Well, I think it means that liberals drive Subarus. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I was like, am I missing something here? I just yeah. thought I didn't get it either. I, did, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I posted one today that says the most terrifying thing is to accept oneself completely. Is that it? Is it in there or is there more? Uh, Mondays, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> By Carl Young. <laughs> I'll wait till you hear mine. You're going to hate it. Okay, great. Are you ready? Yeah. Keep your spirit light, your booty tight, and your goals in sight. Where do you get that merch made? Yeah. (laughs) Your booty tight. That does not apply to you and me. No, I know. (laughs) That's not a fly. Mine can't be any tighter. (laughs) Uh, What do you think of that, Julie? I I want the bumper sticker. I've already... I feel like, or a t-shirt, maybe a t-shirt to like rock around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I love that somebody posted this. Like they saw it and they went, yeah, I'm going to put this up. Mm-hmm. Keep your goals like these, in sight. I feel like these roles, I think like your spirit light, your booty tight, and your goals in sight. That's it. What, what if that just saved somebody's life? Yeah. <laughs> they saw it and they're like, okay. Holy shit. I never put it. Now that you put it that way. Now that you put it that way. I feel like that just wraps up everything in life, right? Yeah, totally. It really does. I mean, I don't feel any better for hearing it. I do like the start of it. Like, keep your spirit light. Like, hey, come on. Let's all... Namaste. Let's breathe. Let's enjoy the day. Keep it light. Booty, try to keep it tight. And don't forget where your goals are. Keep them inside. Keep them inside. Uh, Do you have any, Julie? Um, Of bad quotes or... Or whatever. What things that might be maybe inspiring. No, we want them to be good. Good. Okay. Inspiring. I like when you get ruled paper right the other way. That's always one of my favorite ones. Like, it's basically like, you know, don't write in the lines, don't color in the lines, find your own path type of thing. I enjoy that. Think outside the box kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that one. So many times we're like, we should do this or we should do that because that's like what you're told. And it's always like, is that actually what you want to do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Kane, like you should have a podcast and then maybe you shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Lest we forget, you asked me. I did. You asked me to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Sitting in my couch or my apartment, minding my own business. I got a text message from my friend. Let's do a show. And I said, yay. (laughs) Dickhead. I did find one quote that I was like, this is the worst that I've seen, I think. So sometimes your worst self is your best self. How is that ever? Like, I think it can get there. Like, sometimes if you go through bad things, but I feel like that's just justifying all sorts of bad behavior. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of people that would argue that my worst self was not my best self. Yeah. Yes. Nobody wants, I, I have an entire family full of people that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would go that most people's worst self is not their best self. Like, everyone's yeah. going to have bad qualities that aren't ideal, but it's not going to be your best qualities. Except for Loki. Loki? Yeah. What about Loki? How does Loki's that... worst self is his best self. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I thought you were talking about the show. I didn't know you meant the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loki's worst self is his best self. You're right. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah. I think, and then that, I think that applies to every Bachelor and Bachelorette contestant. All of their worst selves go on that show. And then... Um, and are entertaining. Yes, very entertaining. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So we like it when they're bad because it gives us something to make fun of and to yes. feel better about ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Feel a lot better. Like, that's, hey, at least I'm not like that. That's when your worst self is your best self. When at other, at the expense of others' entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. I wanted to share this update with you guys. A couple episodes ago, we had a listener write in, she's dating a guy that recently got out of a long-term relationship like with, with someone for like a decade. Um, and then a few months afterwards, they started dating and he had a bunch of pictures of his mm-hmm. ex pop up and she wanted him to delete it. And he was unwilling at the moment. And then he eventually like did delete them, I believe. And then she sent an update and then it says, hey, he felt really bad about it and spent a whole day deleting the ones of them together and putting all the ones of her on a cloud file which he will share with her and give her a week to do what she wants with them before deleting them. 
I think he was being lazy and had not really considered how it may make me feel having them all on his phone. I don't think, therefore, he was being a fucker and he was really worried and felt bad when he made me feel negative about it. Thanks. You know, I heard this on your podcast and I have a lot of thoughts about it. You do? I do. I mean, I, I agree with what you all said that he's clearly just not in the right place to be in this relationship. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he should have to delete his photos. Like, he shouldn't be, like, looking at them every day, like, Googling them. But I think it's a memory of your life. I would not be okay if someone asked me to delete my photos of my exes. That doesn't mean I'm caught up in them or thinking about them. But mm-hmm. I think it's just the... It feels unfair to me, I guess, to expect that of someone, because if it's truly not in the way, then it shouldn't be a problem. If there's other reasons why it's in the way, that probably has nothing to do with the photos. And that means that he's just not ready to be dating for many other reasons, photos aside or not. I think that's pretty fair. I think you're right. I think if you're at the point where you have to ask yourself, what are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you so afraid of that he can't have those pictures? I mean, I have pictures, I mean, in boxes of exes or things that I did that involved an ex or, you know, like that are bigger memories or events that we were at or that kind of thing. Not a lot, not a lot. And I don't go like, I just threw away a bunch of old letters from high school and stuff like that, just because I didn't need it anymore. I didn't need to care. I didn't need to carry it around with me. It's just too much, too much stuff. Like if you walked into their house and they had like frames of their ex everywhere, I think that's a very different thing. That would be That would be a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. And he painted those photos and then hung the painting next to the photo. <laughs> like a shrine in his living room. Yeah. yeah. No big deal. And he's got candle wax figures of his yeah. ex burning next to like an like an effigy or whatever. Yeah. That would be uh that would be a little harsh. I feel like there's a lot of ego involved in if he's not commemorating them in some big way, I think it's not a big deal. So you're both right. Like the idea of like it popping up on his phone, like he has like no control over it, like a memory. Every once in a while, I'll say, hey, you want to check out this memory? And then it's there she is. And you're just like, delete it. I don't want to see it. It's like, well, you know, I mean, it's just it's just a picture. Uh, I wonder how often somebody is offered a memory and it's just a dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> Remember this? Remember this shame? Remember when you took your, your dick? Remember when you took your dick out and took this picture? What was your? Yeah, I guess what types of pics were popping up? Maybe there's some more to the story that we're not aware of. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, look how somber my dick looks. <laughs> I was somber that day. Real somber. I was not into this. So I have a question for you both that's related to dick pics. Like okay. one of my friends got a dick pic once on Thanksgiving. Like you know. <laughs> she which is already the best right like it's like is the this guy was like with his family at dinner she gets a dick pic he's in the bathroom and it has a ruler next to it do you think that he already had it stored in his phone and he was just like i'm gonna send it or do you think he went in on thanksgiving and took the photo real time well i'm so concerned about the ruler (laughs) i'm hung up on the ruler as well like where did he like if he took it on thanksgiving where did he get the where did he have the ruler like mom i need to just like get do you have a ruler don't ask why don't tell me also who's asking for a fucking can you i really need to know exactly how big your deck is because photos can lie you can take it from a certain angle I need to know how big it is. Now go around the room. I know you're at Thanksgiving dinner and there's children there and I know they have rulers. Are you doing it from the balls or from the base? Yeah. yeah. Cause if you're doing it from the base, it's a lot shorter. If you're doing it from the balls, then you got some work ahead of you. You're... I think this guy was an optimizer. He's probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he probably got, he probably went taint from taint out. And so that, uh, and, and that's even more disturbing. Because what adult person has a ruler? Do you have, does anyone here in this current episode have a ruler? No. I don't no. have a ruler. Who no. has a fucking ruler? No, or, this guy, for this I purpose can't. alone. Yeah, I don't have measuring tape. Nope. <laughs> measuring tape would be almost more aggressive, I think. I don't know. Yeah, because you have to take that out, then you got to <laughs> click the thing, then you got to make sure that it doesn't like flop down on you. So you got to like try and whip that thing back in and you're doing, so you're doing that both times. <laughs> and you got to get your phone set up with a timer. You got to set the timer, click, oh God, I hope it all works out. 
So I got one like way back in the day. I think I was on Tinder, one of the dating apps and we were chatting. He was telling me about like how he liked to cook and, you know, it was a really nice conversation. And then all of a sudden it was this. And the best part was the dick was not the same race as the photos of the people, the guy talking. I'm like, either your lighting is different or you found some dick on the internet and now that's what you're sending. It was so utterly confusing. I just thought you liked dicks. I didn't know you liked mine. <laughs> yes. I, found, I, like, I found what I thought was a great picture of a dick and sent it to you. Yeah. They don't like necessarily happen tone. to yours. I was like, your skin tone is like 10 times darker in this photo oh, than the other photo. It that's, was very no, no, strange. No, no. That's my friend. No, that's my friend Arthur. That's Arthur's dick. <laughs> just trying to get a gauge before we keep this conversation going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought maybe yeah. you'd like his dick better. I like it better. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a weird thing to get. What a weird thing to do. What a weird... Dick pics in general are bizarre. Mm-hmm. I, sent, I sent my first one out very recently to the girl I'm seeing now. I, <laughs> I hated doing it. It was not fun. I took a took a lot longer than I thought. It took so much longer than I thought it would take. And then I sent it, and apparently my angle was weird, and she made fun of me a bunch of times. <laughs> oh my god! I'll have to send it to you after. But we made like a spoof video about dick pics, like about how the reason why girls don't like them is because they're boring. And if there was an app that would basically give you like a filter for your dick pic, that would solve all your problems. So we called it the Dickerator. This was our spoof video. It is not real. It does not exist. <laughs> I love the I idea. I wonder how many people use, like in the Apple phone, it's got the thing that takes, yeah. makes stuff all sparkly. I wonder so, how many people use that. Yeah, we had like a sombrero on them, like different, you know, yeah, give it like yeah, little yeah. character, show your personality. Oh, yeah. I wish I'd sent a pic. If I, if I had been single, I would, the first and only dick pic I would have sent is of it vomiting a rainbow. Oh, <laughs> And like anime sparkle eyes on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, vomiting a rainbow. Greg, that would have called for maybe concern if the ex found that photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's on the shrine. The rainbow oh. sparkling. Oh. Yeah. Oh my good Lord in heaven. You listened to the Jared Freed episode, Julie, um, yep. and you heard him talking mm-hmm. shit about my silent date. Idea. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> since <laughs> since you're abreast, what do you think of the silent date? Do you also hate it? Yeah, I hate it. Fucking <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I agreed with everything he said of like, <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> i guess okay let me actually let me clarify Shot what, down date, what date number what date number is this because if it's date number one i hate it if it's date number like five plus maybe i'd find it entertaining yeah five or six okay like in the middle where you're like we've been we've been doing enough of the regular kind of dating let's do something kind of kooky and weird and that was my idea <laughs> I mean, I think that does change things that it's later on. If it was yeah. the first date, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, no. That would be a definite no. Yeah, you gotta talk. I'm a chatterbox. I can't stop talking sometimes. But uh... I think it could be entertaining. I remember like in college, I got like super high with one of my friends and we like did a whole walk home and we just couldn't talk to each other. Like that was like our thing. And it was entertaining. And I remember it all these years later. So maybe... It could be it could be a good memory. I'm not a, okay. I'm like 50 50 on it. I was like a hundred percent if it's a, it's the first date. Who's coming with me, man? <laughs> Who's coming with me? Have you tried this date before? No, I'm. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna come off the ground because, like I said last Jared's episode, the girl I'm seeing like initially said she liked it, but that was because we were like courting or whatever and f- flirting. So it's like now what the is truth she, comes out. Yeah, what is she gonna? <laughs> she's trying like we're trying to get to know each other, and she's. 
what is he going to be like? No, fucking boo. <laughs> you suck. What a dumb idea. Um, That's like a couple months in and that stuff comes out. <laughs> but yeah, but me and her can't stop talking. And in fact, like I met her friends and she got a little drunk and we were in the um, car and I was just, I was just kind of like tired and wasn't really saying anything. And she's like, what are you thinking about? And I was like, nothing. And then like 30 seconds went by and she was like, What's, going, what's on your mind? I'm like, I'm not getting nothing. And I'm like, oh, the silent date would not work. It's absolutely yeah. not going to happen. I was, I was like, is that a preview to the silent date? Were you just trying to like suss out if she'd be into it or not? <laughs> yeah. I just was tired and had nothing left to say. Like, you know, when you meet a bunch of people, you're just like, oh, I've talked mm-hmm. so much. I think I'm done talking for the rest of the day. And she was drunk. So she was, and we, she was drunk and it was like her first time being drunk around me and I don't drink. Mm. And we're like going back to her place. And I, she, I think she was, just checking in making sure like like i was cool with the entire thing and i you know like greg and i feel where it's like you know you don't have to check in with us like we know how to be around drunks you don't have to Mm -hmm. check in with us and a lot of people who are drunk kind of will sometimes feel uncomfortable around us since we're not Mm. you just called her a drunk <laughs> you just called her drunk. We said we she was drunk we and is a drunk. Yeah. We know how to behave around drunk, so you just called her a drunk. <laughs> is a drunk versus Holy was shit. drunk is two different statements. Not exactly. Like, exactly. It's not exactly. like it's not like as a title of her personality. <laughs> it's just what she was at the time. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. The was drunk is a fact. Is a drunk is a personality. <laughs> was. I say, I'm saying was. Was drunk. Not A. Not A. Okay. We got a Reddit remix. Reddit remix. My wife send pictures slash videos of our bedroom activities to her sister. Throwaway account for obvious reasons. Me and my wife have been together for 11 years, married for four, and have two children. We have the usual fight now and then, but overall, we try and maintain a healthy relationship. Her sister has been married for about 12 years with two children. She lives in a different town and we all get along fine. About a month ago, I noticed my wife taking pictures and videos now and then of us in our private time. Why is he so coy if it's a throwaway? You guys were fucking Jesus Christ. What are you cooking meth? God damn it. I didn't pay much attention to this as she says she likes looking at these pictures and videos when I travel for work, which is in IT. Yesterday, I was setting up backups for our photos, videos, etc. for our phones and PCs when I noticed there were duplications of the pictures and videos she took. After checking out why, I realized the pictures and videos were shared on WhatsApp. When sending media, the original picture slash video will stay in your gallery and WhatsApp makes a copy of the picture slash video and stores it in WhatsApp images slash sent. Tracking this back, I found out these were all shared with her sister. My wife and her sister are very close and looking at the messages, it seems her sister's sex life had become very stale. And she reached out to my wife for support and how to spice up their sex life. After back and forth communication over a few days, her sister wanted to see how my wife does these sexual actions. My wife initially declined, but after a lot of begging, she relented. Her sister now uses the pictures and video as masturbation material. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I didn't think it could get worse. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I have never been in a situation like this and have no idea what to do. Should I even bring this up or sweep it under the rug? Me and my wife do communicate pretty good, but I didn't even know how to start this conversation. He 100% (laughs) needs to bring this up. Like, what? My wife hasn't sent anything to her sister for about two weeks, and she messaged her sister to say, we will not send more. Oh, my God. That is horrifying. Everything about it. Oh, I hate all of those people. Why would you ever do that? Like, there's so many resources on the internet to help you with your sex life. Why would you even want to see your sibling? Yeah, you can find the kinkiest shit online for free. Can't find your sister, though. No, you can't. (laughs) Or her husband. You know, maybe that's your thing. Maybe it's a secret fetish she has. Uh, Yeah, I'm confused because it's like her sex life is stale. So she's like, hey, can you give me some tips and tricks? That's one thing. Like you could do that Mm -hmm. if you're close enough with your sibling. I wouldn't. 
explain this fucking that you're doing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Can you show me fucking? Sure, sure. Can you send me a video of fucking? Because I, mm. when you explain it, mm-hmm. I don't really get it. Okay. So I'd love to see if you had a video of fucking. Okay. You fucking with your husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that seems a little off. I, what I could do is send you links to porn sites. Would you like no, that instead? No, 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 no. I don't want to see strangers fucking that I don't know. What? I'd be more comfortable uh-huh. seeing somebody I know fucking. Okay, do you, how about this then? How about this? I send you, a, I'll ask my friend Elizabeth if she and her, her husband can take video and I can send you that. How about that? I don't know them. The thing <laughs> is, it would really work for me uh-huh. if I knew somebody in the video. If they were blood relatives only, right? <laughs> it would really help. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think John's going to be okay with this, so... Don't tell John. What? <laughs> but Just take we, the videos and send them. John doesn't we, have to... John's not even on WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> but we communicate good, so I think... I think maybe why... I don't know. I'll think about it, and I'll get back to you. How about that? That sounds great. Okay, great. You're not going to, like, masturbate to these, are you? Yes. What? Oh, yes, of course I am. Oh, well, that changes everything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as the husband, I would be so bad if someone was doing this. So bad. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't seem that pissed. He just seems confused. Yeah. (laughs) What is there to be confused about? (laughs) I mean, yeah, like, why do it? I feel like, okay, but how does he approach it? Let's say he's asking us, how does he approach going up to his wife and go, hey, what's up, app? And uh, <laughs> how'd you, why? Why'd you do this? I think he can say exactly what he wrote in. Like, hey, I noticed that it copied photos of her. And I'm wondering why, you know, like what's yeah. going on and just let her talk and see what she says. Like turn the floor over to her. She's got mm-hmm. the explaining to do. That's true. He's sitting on moral high ground right now. Yeah. I don't know. I think she's equally into this fetish, too. That's my sixth sense. She's got to be. She liked it too much. She sent too many. Mm-hmm. She sent more than one. And there's like a secrecy that she's hiding it that she's probably getting off on, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> oh, just the idea of seeing a sibling naked is just no, like, what? It's horrible. Yeah. My sister thinks it's funny to gross me out. So she'll start a sex story about just to see me go, Shut, please stop talking. And then she'll do it until I leave the room. Any, anytime I feel like I get a little too personal on our podcast, because my brother will listen time to time. He's like, I, get, I had to shut it off. I'm sorry. That's where I drew the yeah, line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah off. That's not even seeing. That's just hearing. Yes. Yeah, because you can then go, oh, I know what she looks like. Ah, Ah, no. You just don't. I know my brother and his wife had a baby, but I just don't want to think about how it's a stork. The stork brought it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was a, a d- disgusting. I was yeah. thoroughly grossed out for the rest of the day. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, all, we all learned a lot. We all learned a lot. I feel. Do you yeah. guys you feel good? Yeah, I feel good. <laughs> I mean, we've done some fetish episodes on our podcast, but none have come close to this, I feel like. All we right. did a diaper fetish, still didn't come close. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of your show, where can people check out Dateable? Yeah, I mean, pretty much all the podcast players, Apple, Spotify, you name it, or just go to datablepodcast.com. And check out, if you haven't already, check out the, the episode we did with UA, Shu, if you want to get a hold of our show at dtbffpodcast uh, gmail.com go to dtbffpodcast on instagram you can support the show go to patreon.com slash dtbff hit up our red bubble for all of our dtbff merch and you can also get always be blocking pillows sweatshirts all kinds of stuff notebooks to write down the fuckers and the <laughs> bullshit that you might be taking and you can call in the show what is that phone number pat uh, that number is 323-379-5544. Don't take bullshit from fuckers. Fuck them. Hey there. If you like the show, you can find bonus episodes and more at our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, And then rate the show five stars on iTunes because it's the right thing to do. All music by the Rating Monarchs, produced by Patrick Kelly.
The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. 